Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Roundtable. I am your host, Kenny, and this is episode 44. For today's roundtable, I have my good friends Jenny, Tom, Brian, Rico, and Joe. Today's roundtable topic, the phenomenon known as Grogu. Yes, we're going to be talking about Baby Yoda, the child Grogu from The Mandalorian, and how he just kind of blew up. And was a complete surprise and an amazing surprise. But I don't want to get too much into it. I just want to jump into this really fun roundtable discussion on Grogu. Just a real quick note. We did discuss two episodes during this session. Uh, Sokotano and Grogu. And so you'll be hearing us discuss uh, the previous episode. Just uh, things that were mentioned in the previous episode. Obviously I'm editing these out of order. And I felt like Grogu needed to go next in our line. So you will hear us discussing previous things we talked about on a podcast. Which you will hear at a later date. Also the audio was... A little sketchy at times we're still doing these over zoom since we can't get together and i have to rely on internet and people's microphones and just leaving things up to fate so sometimes you get some great audio sometimes you get some okay audio so uh, just be warned and i think that's it so let's go ahead and take a listen to this round table on grogu <laughs> All right, it's time for another episode of the Geek Roundtable. For today's roundtable, I have my good friends Brian. Oh, hello there. Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. Rico. Hello, hello. Tom. Appreciate you, I do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I knew it. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I can't talk Podcaster, that. Podcaster, am I not? <laughs> Obviously, from their replies, we're going to be discussing Star Wars. More specifically, Baby Yoda also known as The Child, and we finally found out his name is Grogu. He's from the Star Wars series on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. He is a toddler member of the same unnamed alien species as the Star Wars characters Yoda and Yaddle, uh, with whom he shares a strong ability in the Force. In the series, the protagonist known as The Mandalorian is hired to track down and capture Grogu for the remnants of a fallen galactic empire, but instead he becomes his adoptive father and protects him from the Imperials. The character's real name is not revealed until Chapter 13, The Jedi, which also explained that Grogu was raised at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant during the Clone Wars. Prior to this, the character's official name, as used in subtitles and captions, was The Child. Grogu has appeared in every episode of the first two seasons, with exception to Chapter 15, The Believer. He was created by the Mandalorian creator and showrunner Jon Favreau, based upon his desire to explore the mystery around Yoda and his species. The character was further developed in early conversations between Favreau and executive producer Dave Filoni, and the character's imagery was defined by concept artist Christian Alsman. Grogu is mostly a work of animatronics and puppetry, although accentuated with computer-generated imagery. Uh, the puppet was designed by Legacy Effects. Actor Adam Pauly has stated that the showrunner John Favreau told him it cost about $5 million to make. It is controlled by two technicians, one whom operates the eyes and mouth, and the other who controls other facial expressions. The character's voice and sounds were created using a combination of adult and infant voices, as well as recordings of bat-eared foxes and kikajus. 
the dynamic between the Mandalorian and Grogu embodies a theme of parenting and fatherhood prevalent in the Mandalorian, with the characters also raising questions about good and evil and nature versus nurture in the series. Grogu received positive reception from fans and reviewers, is widely considered the show's breakout character, and quickly became a popular internet meme. The Guardian called him 2019's biggest new character. The Hollywood Reporter has said the character represents the future of Hollywood. Many writers have described Grogu as a key part of the success of Disney+. Grogu was kept secret and was deliberately withheld from the Mandalorian's pre-release marketing and merchandise plan to avoid leaks before the show aired. As a result, merchandise of Grogu was not immediately available after the first season debated in November of 2019, which some analysts say cost Disney $2.7 million in revenue. But Bob Iger, Disney's CEO at the time of the Mandalorian premiere, has defended his strategy. So, first question... Were you spoiled? I was not. I They got me hook, line, and sinker. I had no idea what was happening. I didn't even realize when you saw the back of the ears. I, it still didn't dawn on me until his little face came over the, the, the blanket that I knew that that was a Yoda species. And I was completely floored because I had not heard anything. N- absol- I mean, absolutely nothing. So I was completely taken back. Brian? Uh, Disney did a phenomenal job of hiding... Like you said, their biggest character, but yeah, I had no idea. And again, I'm also a, an ultimate Star Wars fan like you. So as soon as I woke up on the premiere date, mm-hmm. you know, I watched it as quick as I could. So it wouldn't be spoiled and had yeah. no clue. Nice. So phenomenal. Nice. Joe? Oh, I no, of course. I had no idea. <laughs> like it, it never in a million years did I even predict like it wasn't spoiled for me, nor could I have even predicted that they were going to like, oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a baby Yoda at the end of this episode of the show. Like, I, and at the, like, I was like Jeff Goldblum at, in Jurassic Park when they finally revealed him. And I was like, you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> nice. Jenny. I also was not spoiled. Nice. Um, my husband and I were watching along and we're like, this is amazing. It's like a space Western. Oh, I love this and this and this. And then it was, <laughs> of course me. It, I think it harkened back to, uh, I have told all of you in this room before, I am obsessed with Ewoks. So it was like, I know it's not an Ewok, but like that cuteness factor. I was like, yeah, oh wait. no, this is going to be the Ewoks all <laughs> over again. It's definitely got Ewok appeal. Yeah. 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 How about you, Tom? I didn't get Disney Plus right away. Mm. How dare you? I, I just wait. For virtually, uh, you know, Waiting sending. for your anger. I didn't get it right away. And I knew that I wanted to see Mandalorian. I knew that I, I basically was going to wait till it came out on Blu-ray. I was going to watch it all at once and own it. Still waiting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly there's a Blu-ray change of strategy. So for that reason, I wasn't following it from the beginning. I wasn't doing consuming it once a week like you guys. And therefore, I was spoiled mm, okay. by news mm. coverage. Okay. And uh, did not get to experience it the way you... I, I brought it upon myself. That's a bummer, because it was an amazing experience. Yeah. But Rico, how about you? No, I mean, you know, Kenny, I, we, I watch this stuff. I, I hate spoilers. So, yeah, I, I watched it when it premiered. But the, the when I first read this question that you sent, the thing that, that popped into my mind, were you weren't asking if anyone knew, like, before the show even came out, 
right? Like there's nobody, there's nobody claiming that they knew before the show somehow, right? No, 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 no. It was more of were you spoiled? Because I know some people who didn't watch it. Me, oh, of that, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I watched it like first thing, like like Brian. Like I was up like six a.m. <laughs> I'm not one of the crazy. I'm too old to get up at midnight when it releases. <laughs> yeah, yep. but, but like six a.m. before my before work, I'm like I'm gonna watch this, and I'm not kidding. As soon as I finished watching it, I went to news sites. I mean, news sites, and it was blur in the headlines, not even inside the article. So you were spoiled, and I'm like, thank God I watched it that quickly gotten kind of in the habit of i'll just sort of not go online until like like if i can't watch it until like the next day i'll just go all right i'm staying off of social media i can't do period i'm addicted to social media i I, I, it's too it it really bothers me i I really don't like that especially since people are so like uh, they just they intentionally do it you know i i mean even two or three days seems too quick to put anything up and and it's not even people it's it's the big news places that's what i'm saying i understand you know it's it's really but you gotta you you basically you you gotta stay off everything even email you could accidentally get if you're on lists of things so yeah but i wasn't spoiled good so we all got the great experience of seeing Grogu for the first Tom. time. Except, Except Tom. for Tom. Okay. <laughs> Sad trombone for Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this leads to the next question. In the time of social media and spoilers abound, as we mentioned, how do they keep this a secret? I really genuinely want to know how. Money. You know Not how many people on this show, though? It's been the threat of legal action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Threatening people. But that's still. There's been some big secrets in some big movies that got out. I think it's I just the, the character of the the people that work on these things. I mean, I, I think they get mm. the right. I think, you know, I was going to say it sometime during the last recording that we did, Kenny, but I just think they get good staff, good staff, good actors. Yeah, and I, and I, I think know. these guys, they, they keep it pretty tight. You, you've watched some of those behind the scenes things, oh, yeah. right? I don't I know if you watched them. them all. I mean, all of them. I, they Multiple have a times. fairly tight crew i yeah. mean they they, yeah. they they don't have thousands of people they don't go to locations like tom mentioned the you know the wraparound screens that they have they don't True, go out there in the world plus yeah that, so be. so i i mean i i think i think they can do it you know and and it's not impossible it, it's it's hard but it's not impossible i know but it's still shocked it truly i was truly taken back that i did not hear about this or didn't know about it and nobody knew about it you know, and I even have a friend, the gym I used to go to, uh, a gentleman's wife is part of the team, the Yoda, baby Yoda team. So she's been working on it for- so she like, knew about it. She knew about and it. And later I, you were telling her like, I think what she did knew you about not tell her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've, never, I've never met her, but you know- he, You're dead to me. <laughs> he knew about it because obviously she told him. So people do tell you know, their significant others. And the fact that it didn't get out at all- it just, it truly amazed me. And the fact that they didn't, you know, make any toys, which was a huge, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't say it was a mistake because it was amazing that they didn't do this. Well, I think that's one of the things that maybe threw people off too, because if word did get out, the first thing fans would have done is look at merchandising. Yeah. And if they don't see anything, they're like, ah, that's a rumor. Also, had someone told me before The Mandalorian came out, they're like, yeah, then he's going to find a baby Yoda. I'd have been like, get out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I wouldn't have believed them. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is pretty shocking that they didn't have them ready to go, like ready to. Co- yeah. Because I know Bob Iger's 
talking a big game like, oh, we did it purposefully because we wanted to let the buzz grow. And I was like, I don't know. I think I think John Favreau, I think I read somewhere or saw an interview where John Favreau said he asked them to please don't include the the child because they truly didn't want it. They wanted to have that aha, oh, my God moment. And it did. No, but I mean, not prior to the show coming out. Like, you would think, like, they had factories making well, Baby Yoda's, six, like, six holding months. them. Yeah, six months to I make I think that babies. goes back yeah. to the, the idea that the, the, the bigger the group gets, yes, you know, the they start bad. making toys in China, and I've mm-hmm. been there. It, it, yeah. it, the, the bigger uh, things get, it, it's, you can't keep a lid on it, you know? Yeah, so. It's like when people say, like, oh, no one ever landed on the moon. I'm like, eh, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of people that did that. So I, yeah. I, I'm kind of believing that that happened, you know, yeah. but. But the more, yeah, you, if you start making toys here and there and everywhere, yeah. yeah. So, Kenny, it's really hard. A, a couple of things, a couple of threads I wanted to pull on this. So you and I are are the original saw Star Wars in the theater kind of guy. Enrico. And you and I and, and several of us uh, yeah. on this panel, we experienced the awe of meeting Yoda. Yeah. You know, the, so so we had that. And we also, and I'm not sure if you remember, but we also had that, I'll call it a snafu, or maybe it was the, uh, the, the brilliance of the toy of Boba Fett being released before mm. Empire came out. And this, I think, may have been a deliberate attempt to try to recreate some of that shock and surprise because, you know, kids nowadays who get introduced to, Star Wars, you know, through the the Clone Wars or whatever, they know who Yoda is, so they may not get that surprise when Empire. Oh no, and, and Luke, do not. I say that every time that we were born at such a good time. Yeah, I will never have that experience of seeing the the white door get blasted apart and Darth Vader walk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will live in my memory. I mean, and I, but but I have to say, the experience of the baby Yoda was that. Almost as as intensive as that, and and that's exactly what I would say. That I think back to getting to these smaller teams of the creative teams. I mean, they're still large teams, but they can contain the information. Mm-hmm. I think that the creators now are just as much fans, uh, oh, yeah. maybe oh, even yeah. more so than us. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and they know what it's like to have that surprise. And I think this was just a brilliant move. And in the comment of, hey, yeah, if we lost two point seven million dollars a day. Or, or whatever it was for not releasing toys, I guarantee they made every bit oh, of that sure. back. Oh, I was going to say, like, they absolutely did. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter how long they waited to make the toys. Yeah. 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 I, I yep. totally agree. Cool. Yeah. I'm just, I was just, I was so impressed with the fact that we didn't know anything. Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm are very serious about their yeah. NDAs. I did a voice for one of the movies and I spent more time filling out paperwork than I did actually doing it. <laughs> That's so, no lie. That's no lie. I worked yeah, on a very, Disney film when I was a serious. teenager. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very wow. serious in in uh, in. Yeah, but it's it's easy to sign your name to something and still accidentally let. You still got to do it. Yeah, you well, follow yeah, through. I think it, everybody's made some great points about keeping this keeping the team small, keeping the oh, team yeah. more than likely populated with fans, uh, yeah. entirely probably, yeah. and um, your point, uh, Brian, is very well stated about. Uh, there probably was a strategic design and desire to create moments akin to our anybody who had the four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine experience of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's the magical elixir. 
That's the. I mean, I loved Jenny's story about how her nephews were introduced mm-hmm. to Star Wars in a completely different way. But there is really no replacing. I know this is probably a podcast that we could do, you know, the Viewing Order podcast, because this is mm-hmm. talked about yeah. ad nauseum. But it just is meaningless to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, because you lose the impact of so many, mm-hmm. so many moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, I love, if if we can go on everybody's theory that they were trying to create magical moments like that, and that the merchandising decision was in tune to that, then that is brilliant. That's yeah. that's not mm-hmm. only brilliant storytelling, that's not only fan service on the highest level, but that is marketing brilliance. Yes. And that is even uh, art before commerce. Yeah. Be- yeah. Beauty. Very and cool. That's that's something. Yeah. Yeah. That's something to remark at. Now, uh, what were your first thoughts when you actually saw the child? Did you think it was Yoda? Did you think he was related to Yoda? And did you think he had force-wielding powers before before we actually found out in episode two? Joe? Well, I mean, I clearly felt that he would be force-sensitive, or else why would, you know, somebody be paying a bounty hunter to try to get him? Mm. Uh, I I knew it wasn't Yoda in my heart. I'm like, I know this isn't Yoda. And I walk into Star Wars stuff uh, with a hope that not everything is directly related to something that came before. <laughs> a continual hope. <laughs> no, I'm one of those people that feels like Star Wars has spent way too much time focusing on like the core Skywalker thing. Yeah. And I kind of, I've always hoped that like this is something new, something bigger. And so uh, I suspected that maybe Grogu was directly related to Yoda, but I hope that he isn't. Like, mm. it's a galaxy far, far away. It can be so much bigger. Yeah. But to be quite honest, to answer your question, uh, finally, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it was Yoda. I knew he was Force-sensitive, but I kind of didn't care if he was related to Yoda directly or not. Yeah, yeah. Jenny? So, <laughs> in these matters, when it comes to Star Wars, uh, I rely on my husband for timeline <laughs> questions. So, as soon as the reveal happened, I immediately turned to my husband and I said, is it possible that that's Yoda? And he immediately said, no. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so it's not that. Yeah. Um, I thought it could be he's related in some way. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty certain, it, probably for the same reasons Joe was saying, like they wouldn't be making this huge deal yeah. out of this, getting it if it didn't have some kind of either force sensitivity. But then later it was like, we knew he was force sensitive, but then it was like, when it was real revealed that they were like harvesting his blood, it was yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is could be even a bigger, yeah, situation. Cool. How about you, Tom? Well, I knew immediately because it's coming from Disney that it would be his nephew, because <laughs> every character has nephews that are little versions of themselves. Yoda, little Mick Yoda, right? And Mickey Mouse's three nephews or whatever. No. Donald Duck had nephews. There you go. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I actually totally assumed he was related to Yaddle. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's deal with Yaddle. When's that podcast? (laughs) Hashtag justice for Yaddle. (laughs) Um, To answer your question, no, I did not think it was Yoda. No, I did not think, still don't think, and, and also kind of wish won't be and don't care. Okay. If he's related to Yoda. But I, I, I really, what I love is that uh, maybe there's some kind of um, 
I don't know how populous this species is. Nobody knows. There's a good chance that this species is uh, very unique. Uh, they are lizard-like, so perhaps they are spawned in a different way. Perhaps they don't. They could be hatched from eggs. The eggs could be. They could reproduce asexually. They. There could be no parents in the traditional sense. So there could be all kinds of cool things about this species that I'm kind of excited about learning about. I don't know that we will. I think so much has never been said, including never getting a name, that we may nev never be taught these things. But it's kind of cool to think about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could be a special thing that uh, this is a particularly force-sensitive species and mm -hmm. there could not be many citizens of this yeah. species. Yeah. yeah. Rico, how about you? I think it's pretty much what everyone else has said. I mean, I, I, uh, it's, I definitely thought that the creature Yoda, baby Yoda, Grogu would have force powers. I mean, that, you know, that would be shocking if they didn't yeah. a little bit. Not, I probably don't think they're ever going to say that Grogu's related to Yoda. I think mm. they'll either leave it a mystery or, or perhaps they'll, it'll, you know, Grogu will be related to somebody else, or maybe the Force sort of created him, maybe Yaddle. something like that. It's going to be Yaddle, I'm telling you. Yeah, oh it's Yaddle. Yoda, everybody wants Yoda and Yaddle to have a little, you know, yeah. something. But, uh, but <laughs> not I, everybody. I, 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 <laughs> it's for but the But the other thing that, you know, for now that days. when they brought like Ahsoka <laughs> in and Luke in, you know, they, they seem to be able to communicate, right? Even though, even yes. though Grogu isn't talking. So, mm -hmm. It's going to be tricky for them to deal with not kind of revealing a little bit more because if if pretty much you know the minute Ahsoka is kind of like I'm just going to call it mind melding with with yeah. Grogu that she kind of oh his name is this and Yoda who was his daddy or granddaddy or what I mean like so I yeah. kind of hope that they don't really ever really connect the dots Star Wars with to you. me is the best when they leave things more of a mystery a bit yes. don't yeah. don't get rid of midichlorians we don't need that that's not important so but well, the they're harvesting his blood so there's some yeah but probably that. honoring that plot point but i hope like that one of my least favorite developments true except has it worked yet true. so so that they they might be trying that but you know you would have thought i mean that the jedi have red the jedi game. have been around for thousands of years there've been other powerful jedi yeah you got to believe that hey Maybe we could just get some blood out of, of one of these powerful Jedi and <laughs> stick it in somebody else and make him a Jedi. Uh, yeah. They, they kind of subtly hinted that that's how you know, Palpatine came back in Rise of Skywalker. Kind of. Yeah, we're getting yeah. off. But but anyway, yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, back to the main thing. No, I don't, I don't think the Grogu's related to Yoda. Yeah, I, I kind of hope that's the case. I, and I and, and I think that's too I think it would be too simple. Really, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. it, it's just, it's just like everybody was calling calling Baby Yoda because we didn't have a name, and yeah. then, you know, so. But uh, yeah, I have never referred to him as such. <laughs> I have always said the child until Grogu. Well, no, no, he was Baby Yoda to me. Yeah, uh, when you Tom, you also didn't watch it until. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Last week, after the rest of it. <laughs> a couple long. hours before the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Got to get to the last episode. In fact, my, uh, my sister gifted me my prescription. It was a really nice gesture. Nice. The best thing about Disney, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else got it, got it, maybe Kenny or something, but Disney Plus in the early, you know, promo 
you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm going to say, but you could get like three years yeah. for like $3 a month or something, so you know, it, it was that. like ridiculously yeah. cheap and I'm a huge Marvel fan too. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, sign me up. I Absolutely. missed it by a day. So. The offer. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Brian, what are your thoughts? So, so the question, um, first thoughts when I thought saw Grogu was, well, this is going to be interesting. You know, not that the episode wasn't good, but I was like, holy cow, this is going to get interesting. Now, my background is primarily comics. I mean, I love all the film and stuff, but uh, and also the prior stories. uh, And my brain immediately went to the theory of there was a comic book series called Dark Empire where Mm -hmm. Palpatine created clones of himself so that he could basically move his consciousness to another being. Mm -hmm. And I thought, holy cow, if Disney is echoing that storyline where Yoda has created a being for him to, and and I thought, wow. And then as soon as that thought, you know, left (laughs) a million other different possibilities showed up on the internet and they were all in my brain at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I was like, they've got nowhere to go, but up from here. So it was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think it was Yoda. Because I figured the timelines, there's no way it could be him. But then I did. I heard. I heard the whole cloning stuff. So that kind of started to creep in. I heard the whole. You know, it's a love child of Yoda and Yaddle. That's why we don't see Yaddle anymore in the movies. You know, because she she went off to have Grogu. You know, you hear all these different things, but I knew that he was going to be force sensitive. So uh-huh. I mean, that was a given. As I assumed, all the species were you know are very uh, good in the force. So yeah, it was it was. I don't. I and I still don't think it's Yoda. I don't even think it's related to Yoda. I really do hope they go with the whole. I think they're smart enough, and they're, you know, they will take it a, a direction that none of us have predicted. Unless the direction is to not clarify, in which case, a lot of us have said that that's probably what they might. And that's fine too. They don't need to explain. I, I, I would hope the the fact in my little intro, John Favreau wanted to include Grogu so he could learn so he could tell us and we can learn more about that species right that would, so i'm hoping at least species, we get that though, not, yeah yeah i'm hoping not, we get at least no. that information I, mean, I don't care about his parentage i, I uh, think one of the things with with grogu which is kind of the opposite of the star wars movies themselves is we had r2d2 and c3po kind of as the narrators mm. you know they would explain a lot of the stuff to us but with grogu it's the exact opposite we've had to have ahsoka try to explain it to us. And then, you know, appearances of Luke or whomever come in and we're learning more about Grogu from other people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting twist um, to me. Uh, and there was a, I'll get back to it in a minute, but uh, with the, uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu, how they've incorporated something that we don't know yet we have a familiarity with Mm-hmm. May, it, it creates a whole different type of life for all of us fans. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Very interesting. Yeah. Although, you know, leaving him where, where we left him at the end of the last season, you know, wh- or at least the end of the last season as of when we're recording this, it, it would, wouldn't you think that would be like one of the first things they're going to talk about, Luke and Grogu? So, do you know Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, ah- Ahsoka did mention that she, she knew one other species or, you know, one other person like him. And so Kenny, that was another interesting, this is a, a slight tangent, but it ties back to Grogu in, I think it was in the Clone Wars. There were a few episodes. Yeah, it was the Clone Wars. There were a few episodes when Ahsoka 
was trying to retrieve the stolen children from the temple. Mm-hmm. And you, you could try to connect the dots to say, obviously, Grogu is a stolen child from the temple. The timelines match. You know, even though he's 50-ish or however many years old he is, he's small for his species, Mm -hmm. but that could match. And even in Mm. Mandalorian, when we hear Ahsoka mention him, she says, oh, he's trained under many masters. So there is a lot of backstory to him. The question is, and I'm going to side with Tom on this, I think sometimes it's better to leave that unsaid until you can get a better fleshed out storyline to fill it in. Yeah, but- I think one of the cool things about this is that they've created a character and they've created a new mythos that people like us right now are talking <laughs> about. That between episodes, we're talking to each other about like, where do you think this is going to go? What's going to happen? Oh my yeah. gosh. And that's that's the fun part about being a fan and the fun part about characters like Grogu that we don't know anything about, that nobody can answer mm-hmm. these questions. Yeah. But having those discussions is like, man, it, it just makes it really exciting to dive in with your friends. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Boba Fett's very much that same kind of character, you know, shrouded in mystery for yeah. a long time and now finally getting a payoff that we've all wanted and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll learn about I don't these. know if we want it. I was never a big fan of Boba Fett, but... Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> I like goodness. him much more in Mandalorian, so yeah. I'm, I am oh, always the series. I, I I can't separate my feelings about him from the 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 toy and the character. The yeah. toy was my the first one I would choose when we were playing Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to our next question here. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, how they created Grogu, uh, practical versus digital versions? Um, because you know, the, like I mentioned earlier, ninety percent of Grogu is actually practical. And then they modify the face or the hands or if he needs to walk or anything like that, that's digital. Um, but for the most part, I think they pulled it off because he looks amazing to me. He doesn't, he doesn't look like a puppet, you know. And, and even Yoda, going back, watching Empire Strikes Back, there are times where you're like, oh, yeah, that's a puppet. But he still looked amazing for the time that we were in. And that's all I ever see him as. He looks real to me, you know. Luke is acting like he's real, so I'm seeing him as being a real character. But with Grogu, technology has come a long way, you know, with animatronics and all that stuff. But what are your guys' thoughts on practical versus digital? I think if it would, if they had gone with digital, it would not be serving the original mm. Star Wars because that's what we know from that universe. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting to me because in certain parts of Star Wars, they've had to use the digital technology like to bring back certain characters that yeah. they don't have access to otherwise yeah but the fact that they introduced somebody some uh, a new element to the star wars but but wanted to keep to the practical of the originals i think i i don't think i would have jo- ever enjoyed it as much even though i know the technology is great but there's something about knowing it's practical that mm-hmm. just brings the magic through yes. from the originals. I think that speaks to, especially being a child of the eighties, a child of the Muppet show and Fraggle yes. rock. And like the whole Jim Henson world, like is deeply etched into my DNA. Mm-hmm. So 
as far as my favorite characters in the Star Wars saga go, it's Han Solo followed very closely by Yoda. Mm. I've always dug Yoda's deal. Um, one of the one of the things I didn't like was in Attack of the Clones when we finally see him physically fight because yeah. I was always like, I always thought that wasn't his gig, man. I get it. Right. I didn't write it. I didn't create it. So it's not for me to put like my own stuff on it. But I always kind of liked that idea that he was strong spiritually in the Force over the strength. And there was something about him that like, yeah, you watch it now, especially now as an adult, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, it's a puppet, but I still buy it. I still believe it. And it's not just the puppet. It's also Mark Hamill's performance mm-hmm. alongside with that. Like that's yeah. that poor mm-hmm. actor spent like the majority of two, two and a half movies just acting with Frank Oz, which mm-hmm. I'm sure there are worse <laughs> things you can do. But like, mm-hmm. so to bring that back to the Mandalorian, to make that a practical effect, mostly instead of just CG, I think was a brilliant stroke of genius. There's a rumor, and I don't know if it's a true story or not, but like when John Favreau <laughs> was talking to Werner Herzog about the child and how we're actually going to make it CG, and Werner Herzog yelled at him and said, "You cowards! This is adorable. Use this. Use this this practical effect." Yeah. I hope it's a true story because cool. it's the right yeah. call. It's it's a mm-hmm. it's so like it's so engaging from the moment you see it, and it's because light reflects off of it because mm-hmm. it's real. Mm-hmm. It's got that weight. It's catching even with the mask on. You're still buying that Pedro Pascal is looking at this thing mm-hmm. and it make it helps you believe it and dive into the story even more. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else want to talk on this? I remember much discussion was talked about about ET and back in the day and and th- those are risks. Those mm-hmm. characters were tremendous risks back then. Because if it didn't work, the whole movie didn't work. Mm. And there's a lot riding on it, even more so in Empire, because it's now a franchise riding on it. Uh, E.T. was a standalone movie, and it it could have flopped, and it would have, you know, only affected itself. But Empire hinged on Yoda working, and it worked so well. Mm -hmm. So, to me, if there was ever any discussion about this being anything but a puppet... I can't imagine it lasting long, and I I imagine myself in that decision room screaming that mm-hmm. it had to be practical. Although, and and I and I want to thank, I think it's Favreau and Filoni are certainly super fans, but we mm. might also owe some of this to J.J. Abrams, who led a team that that made the decision to return to more practical effects after one, two, and three. Yeah. So seven, eight, and nine were, were going to be this kind of return to practical effects, which, of course, puppet, puppeteers like Mike Quinn, who's a buddy of mine who was on one of my comedy albums. He's the guy who, who puppeteers uh, Nine Numb. Mm. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Lando's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi. So for the puppeteers who had mm-hmm. seen things start to dry up in a in a Jar Jar Binks landscape are so excited that this is happening. And I think, speaking to your beloved Ewoks, I think that, mm-hmm. you know, Ewoks actually getting a refresh on their eyes and getting eyelids, and that's, that's actually kind of the way to get it all right, in my opinion. You get enough that interacts, and then whatever doesn't quite fly, that's what you clean up, mm. CG-wise. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. mixture they're striking with this character i don't want to know almost how much is practical and how much isn't but what they've done this this is a work of art and i'm not surprised it's a five million dollar work of art and it's worth every penny 
my, my brief take on it is that I will take a practical over a digital, probably mm. 99 out of a hundred times. Yeah. There's something about the, the physical reality of something. And then, and I'll, I'll say like BB eight, you know, the robot, when they bring that out onto a stage and you can actually mm. see that technology, I think that helps to transcend it from the screen to the real world. It's no yeah. longer a galaxy far, far away. This is a child that you can hold. So I think they did a great job of making it a practical and the animatronics, like you said, the technologies they're using nowadays, the robotics and stuff. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Rico, you have any thoughts? Pretty much the same as everyone else. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just like the Mandalorian can interact with him, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the same way with Luke and, and Yoda did in empire. I think if you take that away, you, you lose everything. And, and Star Wars in there, especially four, five, and six, everything was real. You could touch everything. It was dirty. It, it was something, you know, you could interact with. If It's all about how the story goes. And if you if you allow yourself to believe it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if it doesn't quite, like even you said, Kenny, about if you watch Empire now, it's like you have to, if you just sort of just accept it, you're okay. And, the, yeah. and these are creatures that are not like things that we see in reality. So I think our brain allows us to accept it more than like somebody mentioned, you know, when they CGI the the actors that are no longer with us into things, Mm. we have trouble with that, that, that our brains don't like that. They go like, that's not quite right. There's something wrong there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Because it's, it's a, it's a human, it's a person, it's somebody, it's somebody that we've seen in other films and so on. So I think this is much easier for us, but yeah, practical all the way. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I'm going to combine the last two questions here uh, just to make it go a little faster. And I think they go together anyways. So my question is, Tom mentioned this earlier, at the end of season two, Grogu leaves with Luke. Will we see him again? That's what I'm asking. Do you think we'll see him? And if we see him again, do you think he'll talk? Because he's only done these really adorable cooing in the first two seasons. Uh, And if he does talk, would he have Yoda's strange dialect? Or was that taught to Yoda that way? And that's why he speaks that way. If he's around Luke and the way Luke talked, would he speak like Luke? So several questions. Joe, you start. Okay, so. Will we see him again? Uh, I hope not. Really? Yes. I, I kind of feel like, I feel like Grogu lasted about half a season longer than he should have. Mm. Um, I get it, especially with Star Wars being based on like Akira Kurosawa, like the Seven Samurai. I feel like the addition of Grogu was very much a nod to Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. I, I feel like you have this character, this Ronin Short character. To his inner- yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. You have this Ronin character with Jin Jaren, the Mandalorian. And this is an actor who's wearing a mask. Very hard to trust an audience is going to empathize with the character and identify. So how do you do that? Well, you take an extended save the cat scenario. And so that's kind of what I felt like Grogu was, Mm. what he served. And the thing was, it, it became so hot. They were like, well, we've, and I'm just now speculating, like we've got to do more in this season too. I felt like, we then started to identify more with the Mandalorian, with, with Jin Jaren, and I think it was definitely overdue time that we take the training wheels off, we let Grogu go away with Luke, and now we let the Mandalorian story play out. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he comes back fine, I don't need it. I don't hate the character. I just think that 
his time has passed. Like we need to move on now and, and focus on a, a, a new story. Yeah. That's, that's all. What was, what was the second part of the question? Well, I mean, if you don't think will he's he talk back, and... will he talk? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. well, what would he sound like? So eventually I don't feel like, I feel like that, that species ages so slowly Yeah, that, I mean, it's not like we're going to get like teenage Groot version of baby Yoda, <laughs> um, which I would be Grogu. awesome. <laughs> I am Grogu. Uh, yeah. So I, eventually maybe, but okay. I don't care if we don't. All right. How about you, Rico? Well, I care. So, <laughs> I mean, but it, you know, I think, so we're getting Boba Fett next, right? Kenny, yes. everyone, yep. we're getting yes. the, the book of Boba, which the book of Boba should be no Mandalorian, no baby Yoda, Grogu, Correct. right? Probably. Yep. So, but once we get back to Mandalorian next season, I, this is both a prediction and the way I would like to see it go. I think that, you know, like Joe said, I kind of get it a little bit like, okay, he's kind of, I don't expect him to show up in episode one. Mm-hmm. How many have we had each season? Eight, 10. Eight. What, what do we have? Eight. Eight. I think it's eight. Eight. Yeah. So I, I would predict something like maybe midway he'll, you know, something will happen. He'll come mm-hmm. back. I, I don't think th- he's too, I think they've, I think they would get too much backlash, frankly. And and I think they sure. probably are planning on bringing him back. I, could he stay gone that whole season? Maybe, maybe to the last couple of episodes, but yeah, I think he'll be back in the next season at some point. I, if he says anything, it'll be, small nothing i don't think he's going to be all of a sudden talking even like yoda does so so that's that's at least what i both kind of wish for and 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 think maybe the way it'll go we'll we'll see yeah they got to keep them away for a little while unless the season starts out and says oh 10 years have passed or something you know like i mean this isn't Mm -hmm. like luke going off to dagobah and it's like okay let's do some handstands and okay you're good to go yeah And, and uh but but i think I think Luke will spend some time with them. I mean, there's all this talk of, you know, having maybe more Luke in, in the show possible, but I mean, it, I'm, I'm with Joe in, it is the Mandalorian. I love that character. Yeah. He he's, I mean, Pedro Pascal. I don't know how the guy does it with that mask on all the time. And it's like, I totally like care about that guy, yeah. you know, but I also care about the relationship between the two. Cause to me that, that the, the idea that this, 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 you know, this guy that just goes off, you know, one job after another. And now he cares about this little, little guy. And, yeah. and, and, you know, so, and they takes the mask off in that last episode. Oh my God. That, ah, yeah. So good. I was get, ugly crying like, that episode. I'm like Tom here in a second, but, but no, I, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, I, like yeah, I think he'll be back. And, I, and I, Dallas <laughs> Brand <of day> one. <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think they'll keep him gone forever. And I do hope he comes back in the next season at some point, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be doing a lot of talking, yeah. even yeah. backwards talking. So, yeah. How about you, Brian? Uh, so, I think Grogu is not out of the picture. I, I agree with what Rico just said. I think that Disney is smart enough to know that if they don't bring Grogu back, they're going to have a lot of people unsubscribe from Disney Plus. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so. Click. So I think maybe two or three episodes, something may happen. Um, the other thing that I think that ties into Mandalorian very well is is Mandalorian, and they and um, Disney's figured it out with the the Star Wars universe. Um, Mandalorian is like a catalyst 
it's a catalyst for other series. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had so many characters introduced from, you know, Bo-Katan to, you know, the, you know, to the Darksaber to uh, seeing yeah. Ahsoka and stuff. Ahsoka's spinning off. So I could see a lot of other series coming from this. I don't see a Grogu, you know, <laughs> I don't see the... Adventures the Adventures of Grogu. Yeah. Well, I don't see him trying to do a, a, a Luke and the Jedi Temple you know, hey, here's our first student, you know, unless they make it a comedy on Hulu or something. It would be hilarious, especially the point where Kylo Ren kills him. Yeah. Yeah. Else I can't wait. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like Have you guys seen years, that meme where, where it's like, you know, when when Anakin's going after the temple and all the younglings and he's like, Hey Grogu, you were really nice to me. Yeah. Don't, don't don't go to class tomorrow. Oh, no. Don't go to class at the I temple love that tomorrow. Meme. Yeah. 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 But but yes, Grogu, I think, will absolutely come back. I don't know that it'll be at the beginning of the Mandalorian. As for the speaking aspects, I think I asked my my wife about this. I was like, "Hey, you know, what do you want me to mention about Grogu? Because she is in love. With, I mean, <laughs> that's the only re- she's almost more fanatic about that show than me because of Grogu. Nice. And she's like, everything, the cooing, the spitting up cookies, the you know, trying to eat the the, the eggs, eggs. and things, murdering that lizard woman's <laughs> children. Yeah. They weren't fertilized yet. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, he should not have done that. <laughs> um, That's true. They weren't fertilized. All of those, Good all point. of Thank those you, things. You're welcome. Add, I thought about this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it adds that aspect that I don't think we see in the Star Wars universe in many other characters. Yeah. So I absolutely think he has to come back. I don't think he's going to speak, at least not until it's, uh, you know, many years out. I guess the the rise and the sequel to the rise of Skywalker, you know, when Grogu actually comes back and is a teen or something. But <laughs> I, I don't think we'll see any speaking. Yeah. And it'll still be translated. But no, I think Grogu's a great character. He may have played it out, but I, I don't see Disney getting rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ginny? Yeah, I'm... I, I think in the very beginning when we were talking about the themes of the show, one of the major themes was, the you know, that father-son mm-hmm. kind of dynamic. And yeah. that's, a, that's a bit, from a storytelling point of view, that's a big theme to have to, like, completely carve out yeah. in season two. So I think there'll be some kind of, at least from the Mandalorian's point of view, like his yearning for, like, I don't know if he'll, like, attempt to find out information while he's traveling around. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think we need to physically see Grogu, but I think his essence is still going to be there in some way. Yeah. Although I will say this, when we were doing the Ashoka episode, I was talking about how Ashoka was a way for me to bond with my nephews mm-hmm. with Star Wars. Mandalorian was a way for me to bond with my parents mm-hmm. about Star Wars because my mom loved baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And during the run of the show, it was during COVID, I actually took a month and I went and I stayed with my folks to to be with them because we were all quarantined. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things they wanted to do was watch Mandalorian with me each week. And that was like really exciting for them. That's yeah. Great. So That's great. Yeah. I, I don't think for my mother's sake, I hope Grogu comes back. <laughs> Jenny's mother, please cool. bring <laughs> Think of my mother. 
mother. Think of the moms and the grandma. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, that monster Joe is like, I wish they'd have killed him off to really develop yeah. the Mandalorian's character. Well, Episode one. So Joe, Joe, think how short the Mandalorian <laughs> series would be if Grogu wasn't in episode two with the mud horn. <laughs> okay, no, I gotcha. It wouldn't have lasted that long. I don't think he should have died immediately. I think like, <laughs> he, he saved him about what four or five yeah, times. Four or five times now, at least. Yeah. So yeah, I um I don't know. There's something about the Mandalorian that like uh, I, I I I'm kind of longing to see this like darker edge to him. Like we got to see a little bit of it when Moff Gideon finally got Grogu, yeah. Yeah. and it was like ooh ooh like like. As a man, I'm very attracted to this other man right now. Like he's, I'm kind of kind of doing. Look, I'm okay with that. I think it's all right. Uh, but I was just like, man, I'm. I kind of dig this. I dig the darkness that we're getting here. But to actually kill him off, I do understand that. That's that's something we can't really recover from. But there was just something about like about having this um, this liability that he was always dragging around with him. And maybe that's that says more about me as a parent than it does about how I look at this TV show. Oh, my God, we got to go. Yeah. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop now. Uh. <laughs> All right, Tom, why don't you tell us your thoughts? Well, it's really hard for me to conceive of a Mandalorian show without him, but I, I totally buy into what Joe says because the show is called The Mandalorian, and mm-hmm. it is... Yeah. I think that we need to see him suffer not being with Grogu for a while. Mm-hmm. And I also know that practically to keep it in the same time frame and to continue to have Luke involved would be a very expensive prospect to continue to young up. They would have to recast. They, they, yeah, they'd have to. And there has been some discussion about yes. Sebastian Stan being able to pull that off. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, I really do think that he could. Mm-hmm. So that would be very interesting, and it might it might be interesting to jump, you know, episode one, yeah, with Mando, episode two with Grogu, episode it, never together mm. to spend a season apart, but to to for as viewers for us to be with both of them. I do like the 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 powerful stance of you know we really shouldn't need him because we we really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but he's huge. He's also a five million dollar investment. Yeah, can I point that out? Thing, like, Jenny. sorry, from like a practical point of view, it's like we spent five million dollars. You saw him in eight episodes. Bye bye. <laughs> like that seems. Yeah, he's, well, he's the smallest. Whole, it's not pile. like they're stopping making money on Star Wars. Sure. So. But my whole my whole thing is John Favreau said he wanted to develop the Yoda species. You can't do that without Grogu. We yeah, they haven't learn. done anything really yet. We haven't so. learned anything about the yeah. other species. There you yep. go. That, that's where so, I was headed next. That's I, a key I, point. I, I agree with Joe. I think he's, you know, if he doesn't come back, he's he's he served his purpose. But I agree with Brian and Rico and Tom. He's too big. He's he's Disney would be an idiot to get rid of him. And I don't think he'll come back in the very first episode. No. You know, I think he will be towards the end, maybe, just sparingly. Maybe for a spinoff. They're they're talking about you know casting Mara Jade and a new Luke and having a whole new Luke's you know TV series. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of different rumors. And again, I heard the rumor that you know Ray is now going to be part of the Mandalorian season three because they're going to do a big time jump. And hmm. I mean, wow. I thought of, of that too. Like at out. some point they're going to do a big time. Jump. Yeah. There's lots of crazy stuff out there. I don't think they'll do a time jump just for the fact that we haven't seen the Mandalorian battle and. 
I don't think season two, but I think maybe down the road. Yeah. They could do a time jump. It's going to spend a lot of time dealing with the dark saber, dealing with, yes. you know, all that issue, Gideon, you know. Well, he's in charge of Mandalore now because he ha- he owns the dark saber. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll have to do a little, you know, do yeah. something about that. So yeah. there's other things, there's other things he's got to deal with. You know, and this, and the way the episodes are, they move. So, you know, they're like 20 minutes long. So they're not going to finish that story. It'll take all seasons just to tell that little bit of a story. So. Might be true. Yeah, I don't think maybe we won't see Grogu, Grogu in season three. You know, maybe he. So, any chance that season three is going to be a mirror of episode one, where there's a whole bunch of action, a whole bunch of <clears throat> story development, you know, a little bit of character exploration, and then Grogu is going to be reintroduced at the last episode, at the en- the end of the last episode of season three. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I can maybe. See them- Reasonable. Letting letting Mandalorian uh, stand on his own for most of the season, and then bring it back. That's Grogu. what I highly think will be the result. That's pretty good. That's like, like an anime kind of format. It's definitely popular in storytelling now to give the audience time enough, just just enough time to let the character kind of slip from your mm-hmm. immediate thought, and then they they come on back. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So. And speak, he will not. all right well very cool i mean we all agree i mean grogu was a great addition to the star wars universe period i mean he was such a phenomenon a phenomenon and a pop culture thing that you know i'm I'm so happy that i wasn't spoiled on it that i had that genuine just excitement and oh my god moment that i haven't felt in a tv series or a movie in a long time so that was that was great. But thank you guys again for joining me. I really appreciate you joining me for the roundtable. Before we go, I want to make sure we promote all you guys. So if you have anything you want to share, this is the time to do it. All the stuff will be in my show notes as well. You can find me, Geeky Fanboy, on all social medias. Uh, GeekyFanboyProductions.com will take you to my website and all my podcasts are there. I have, I'm also sharing my toy collection uh, on TikTok and Instagram. So that's a lot of fun. And uh, let's go with Joe. So I showed my wife your TikTok <laughs> as you were going through your yes. toy room. And she was like, what store is that? <laughs> that's not a store. That's Kenny's uh, store. That's, that's the Kenny's, Kenny's store. store. That's my, Kenny's my personal store. store. <laughs> it's his where collection. nothing's for sale. That's right. <laughs> where are the price tags? Uh. <laughs> It was amazing. Uh, Okay, so first off, uh, before anybody accuses me of being a Baby Yoda hater, I definitely am not a Baby Yoda hater. I was an early adopter of Baby Yoda in 1997 (laughs) when I got the Yoda Tamagotchi. I've been raising my own Baby Yoda for like a couple decades. Is he still alive? So so how's he doing? No, the batteries are Wow. Good job, Joe. Oh, my gosh. What kind of dedication would that be? Um, find me on social media at Next Wave Joe. Uh, I've got uh, the 16-Bit Gladiators podcast that I guest on. It's about video games. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch every once in a while playing video games under Next Wave Joe. Uh, I also voice a bunch of anime and stuff. Uh, check out the show My Roommate is a Cat. I'm this character right there. Uh, check out the show Midnight Occult Civil Servants. I'm this guy wait, right he's here. He's holding up DVD show that no one will ever see no, except for yeah. five hours here. Id invaded. I'm not this guy at all. Um, no, I, I voice a bunch of anime and stuff. So. Check out my IMDb. Yeah. yeah, and then rent something um, or stream it. Uh, that's it. That's all. Cool. Brian? 
All right. Um, as I've mentioned before, thanks again, Kenny, for having having. This is just a great thank you for get together us. with with yeah. good friends and and like minded people. So phenomenal. Thanks again for having me. Mm-hmm. Uh, retired from the army about uh, nine months ago, and I have been extremely happy with my uh, <laughs> retirement. I did publish a children's Christmas book called One Day Off. It's for sale or limited copies available just to see how well it goes. Um, other than that, my biggest project has been um, working in my garden in Alabama. So uh, nice. I, I'm, I'm getting back in touch with uh, nature and I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I have. So I nice, nice. Uh, well, appreciate any opportunity to talk with my fellow fellow geeks, fans and nerds. So nice. thanks again, Kenny. Nice. Well, thank you for your service. We really appreciate it. The 20 years you devoted to that. That's crazy. Crazy to me. It'd be 20 years. Jenny. Um, you can find me on social media uh, at Jenny Powell pretty much everywhere. It's J-E-N-N-I. You can check out a lot of stuff. I'm not in a lot of stuff, although you could play Find Jenny Powell in the web series because I've been a cameo in a yes. whole lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can check out the Lizzie Bennet Diaries or... The New Adventures of Peter and Wendy, or any of the numerous web series options I have produced. And other than that, I am a full-time teacher as well. Nice. Very cool. Rico. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, like I said, Kenny, before, thanks for having me, and nice to meet all of you. And Trex and Sci-Fi podcast that I do each week on Sundays since 2005. Wow. And... um, the, the impetus of that was when, when Star Trek went dark, what I call the dark times. Yes. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I talk about Star Trek, Star Wars, everything on that show. Kenny's been on a number of times, and, and it's, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's that's cool. pretty much it for me. There's a Facebook group for that show and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check it out. I've been listening to it for years. So, Tom. Well, thank you. I want to echo the thanks to you, Kenny. It's uh, wonderful to join you. Uh, do you have a nickname for your listeners? Are they round no. tablers? Or... I don't know. Tablers. Think I, I don't think I have enough. Tablers. Tablers. I don't think I have enough listeners to uh, <laughs> my nickname. So, Well, um, to all the folks who've gathered around the table, thank you for listening. There we go. I like thank that. That's for good. Listening. Yes. And uh, we welcome you all to The Basement as well on Back Through the Basement is my podcast. And if you are enjoying Kenny's collection and you're enjoying Geek Roundtable and all of Kenny's stuff, I think you'll very much enjoy a visit to The Basement where we have not found all the Kenner Star Wars yet, but we will. (laughs) And uh, certainly looking forward to finding those. That's going to be probably a three or four episode. That'll have its own arc like you know, its own eight eight episodes, like a season of Mandalorian, probably. We might need to compose our own theme for that season. We're heading into our fourth season, and in the fourth season, we'll have some wonderful play dates. We call them play dates when a guest comes on, and uh, one of them, I will tell you, is a Jedi. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> one of our wonderful guests portrayed a Jedi in a Star Wars production nice because we haven't announced it yet so uh we're back through the basement on every podcast platform on because we have because we're going through the basement and all of our toys it's kind of fun if you join us on instagram at back through the basement pod so you can see our collection there's only one person on the planet that's got more stuff than us and that's kenny so (laughs) his his, uh collection is 
Redonk. Oh my gosh. Yes. But find me on Instagram at Tom Antonellis and Twitter at Tom underscore Antonellis. Clubhouse Tom Antonellis VO. And I'm also like uh, Joe, a voiceover artist. And you can find me at TomAntonellisVO.com. Very cool. Well, once again, thank you guys for joining me on this roundtable. The last thing to say is may the force be with you. And also with you. Yes. May the force be with you, Kenny. Use thank the you. force. <laughs> Bye. With you, it will. This is the way. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Like I said, we really enjoyed talking about Grogu and just the fact that they were able to surprise us after all these years that, you know, and the internet and social media that they actually pulled it off and they had one of those really, really profound moments, at least for me personally, like when I first saw Star Wars for the very first time in 1977 in the theater. So, uh, you know, it was it was just really cool to, to relive that memory. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that discussion on Grogu. Uh, once again, I want to thank my amazing co-host, Ginny, Tom, Brian, Rico, and Joe. And of course, I want to thank my fantastic listeners for coming back each month and joining us for our roundtables. So until next time, guys, take care. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. I'm Tom, sheltering at home in L.A. I'm Julie, sheltering in the home we both grew up in in Boston. And together, we're, we're going, going back, back through, through the, the basement. basement. Mom and Dad want us to go through <laughs> all of our toys and belongings. I think Mom and Dad are taking advantage of the pandemic. <laughs> what the f*** is that guy? It's called a wuzzle. Mommy, so laugh. That thing is so <laughs> Get emotional. <laughs> I have a fucking mess over here. And discover what we find and what we keep. Which will probably be everything, Jules. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you to Kenny Mitleider and everyone around the Geek Roundtable. Thank you to all their listeners. From us in the basement, we want you to know you are all keeps. Definite keeps. Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. The Geek Roundtable Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved.